God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. DMX. What y'all really want? What y'all? No, we have to do a tribute. We praying. Oh, no. we. Oh, no. We praying. We need, let me tell you something. I watched the documentary on Demi Lovato called Dancing with the Devil, which let's talk time. First of all, how y'all doing? Come on, Woman Evolve. First of all, um, and after watching that documentary and then hearing about DMX, I'm like, listen, I addiction is a serious disease. And um, anyway, the reports of him have, um, you know, and how he got in this condition are a little bit unclear. But as a girl who was raised in them late 90s to the early 2000s, I just wanted to be known. We praying for the brother DMX on today that he would be healed. Let me tell you that we would just see miraculous recovery. We're praying for his friends and family. And in his honor, we at DMX. What y'all really want? Woman evolve. If you got it, come and get it. Go on Amazon and grab it. Woman evolve. What y'all really want? Can I say that there was a time when I was a part of Rough Riders? Shaw's with me. You don't understand. I was a Rough Rider. I mean, living in Dallas, Texas. I mean, not a rough rider nowhere in sight, but could not tell me that I could not pop a wheelie on my bike and ask you what you really want, popsicles or chicken nuggets. Let me know french fries. I, DMX made me want to be just a part of something bigger than myself. That was my first taste of not purpose, but it just let me know that life could be bigger than where we are right now. Um, How y'all doing? What's happening? Uh, Sam Murphy says, recovering from eating too much yesterday. Child, let me tell you. When I tell you I ate on yesterday, T. Michelle Stanford says, I'm hollering, Sarah. Let me tell you. Can y'all not act like, don't act when um, DMX and Eve, was it Eve? Did Was it Love is Blind? What DMX? Love at first, and it'll take over your mind. What you think is love is truly not. You need to elevate and find. Um, I don't really want you, but I, I just, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't be acting like y'all don't know what I'm saying. Noah Magwood says, I can already tell today's episode is going to be a vibe. Y'all, this book is coming out. Oh, Erica, you brought up a valid point. She said, not this half up, half down style. First of all, let me fix my ponytail because she's sliding. Um, You know, Jason Bolin and I have been working on just what we're going to do for, you know, some of these opportunities we have this week. And we said we was going to try up, half up, half down ponytail. And I got my got to be glued and my scissors. This was a long wig. I cut it into this half up, half down. And let me tell you something. I'm giving, I'm giving something. I don't know what it is, but I'm giving something. It's it's looking scalpish to me on the video, okay? My shirt says, do all things with love. Antoinette says, that's Eve. Didn't DMX and Eve do a song together? I feel like they did. This is a DMX tribute 
episode. Dijalon says uh, she was definitely a rough rider. We was in the same set is what I'm saying. Okay, Lisa says, sis, why was that so mean? When I look back at the age that I was when I also thought I was a gangster, it makes me real. Like, you could not tell me that me and Wheezy F Baby weren't riding together. My nose is greasy. Uh, We got up at 4.30 this morning, 4.15, to do the breakfast club. And it's going to air, I think it's going to air tomorrow. <laughs> She'd love to think she do makeup. Um, so anyway, um, oh, Ashanta, stop, drop, shut them down, pray on spot. Whoa, oh, that's how the Holy Ghost rolls. Can we take the songs that had us feeling like thugs and allow them to make us feel like spiritual gangsters, okay? I love it. Destiny says we all got some DMX in us. I love it. And then he, he his songs just had, you know, a lot of them had this sense of, like, redemption um, to them. So, I mean... I'm prayers up, man. There's some people you just want to see win and to beat the disease of addiction. And, you know, everyone, we want everyone to beat the disease of addiction, but that's certainly one of them. If y'all have not seen Demi Lovato's documentary on YouTube called Dancing with the Devils, I ha- Dancing with the Devil, I highly suggest it. Um, <laughs> Noel says, not shy being an armor bearer and a makeup brush bearer. <laughs> Shy is somebody. Allison says, SJR, we're only five minutes in and you're already cutting up. What are we singing? Um, Panama's finest says, there's Lord, give me a sign. Don't have to change that one. Lord, give me a sign. I love that. Y'all, we're praying. Uh, Neela says, shout out to DMX supporters out there. We see you. We see you. We love you. We speak your name. We speak your name. Okay. Um, so, y'all. Woman Evolve comes out tomorrow if you're catching us live on the podcast or yesterday if you downloaded it on your app. And let me tell you something. Your girl is feeling some kind of way about it. So first of all, I have to let you know, I need you to make sure you go and cop this book. Let me tell you why. Because for those of us who are reading this book, I promise you, like if I have ever said anything that has inspired you, that has touched your life, that has made you feel feel like I can grow from this. I can become a better person, a better woman. This book is anything I've ever said times 100. I literally prayed that God would give me every single word. And I am so excited that this word is going to be out into the atmosphere. So if you've ever had the incredible blessing of carrying a child and preparing for that child, like you're excited when you get pregnant, right? And then you're excited when you start building the nursery and you see the room coming together and then you're just waiting for the baby. I feel like me, the launch team, the book club, like we're like the nursery. (laughs) We're like the curtains up. We're like the rug on the floor. And now we're just waiting on the baby to finally get here. And I just can't wait for you to experience it. I want you to tag me. When you guys are out in the stores, if you go out to the store and get a tag me. Let me know what city you're in as you're reading. Let me know what resonates in your mind. I'm so, I am so proud of myself 
for like really getting behind this book, like which sounds so dumb because it's my book, but you know what it's like. God's giving you a gift or a talent and you feel too shy to get behind it or you don't know how people will receive it and you take this step of faith and you say, you know what, bump it. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna do what is necessary to talk about what God is doing in my life. And I feel so proud. There is nothing I regret at all. Like, I don't know, you know, what happens from here. We've talked a lot about people in the bestsellers list, but like, I don't know what's going to happen from here. But what I know for sure is like, I have given this thing 100% from the time the computer screen was blank, even unto today. And I know that you guys who are with me have given 100% too. So I love it. Maneva, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool up in here. It's gonna be rough today. It's gonna be rough. All right, it's going to be <laughs> Angel Robert said, my book comes tomorrow. I'm so ready. Hashtag book club. We love it. Destiny Matthew says, come on, Sarah, with the self-love and appreciation. Yes, Queen, you did that. I, You know, I had to take a moment. Okay, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to talk about other stuff. Regina says, I'm ordering a red dress, too. I lo- Let me tell y'all, can I give y'all some insider information? Hey You for April is going to be a celebration of all things woman evolve, but like you as a woman who has evolved. Like, we are throwing you a launch party for the revolution that's taking place in your life. And so we are going to get fancy. I'm doing like a ball gown for Hey You. The date is April 19th. We're going to have y'all take photos. Okay. It's going to be a thing. Anyway, listen, um, Ashley says, Sarah, are you going to do a Bible app devotional for the book? I am. I already wrote it. I don't know when they're going to release it, but it is done. It is finished. Okay. Um, do y'all have any more DMX songs? that you would like for me to sing before I like officially start the episode. How was y'all's resurrection weekend? Hmm? Did some of you go to church? Did you go to Bedside Baptist? Did you go to church online? We had a great weekend. We, what song? It was, it was Keisha, yeah, it was Keisha, Shanice, Felicia, and Pam. Shaquan, Shaniqua, Sarah, and her man. I don't know. I don't know who all was there. There were a lot of names in the song. I don't know. But we're not going to act like DMX didn't have a moment. That's what we will not do. I know we're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but you're not going to act like you didn't know that DMX had a moment. I won't allow it. I won't allow it, okay? Um, so Alicia says, child, I ordered two copies on Amazon and paid extra to have it delivered tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for that, Alicia. I, man, I promise you, if you come into this book with an open heart and just ask God to illuminate what is in the book for you, you will not be disappointed. I truly believe that your life is going to be changed. So I thank you guys for your support. Um, I guess I don't have any more DMX songs to sing. Um, I did say I was going to sing tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, women evolve. Tomorrow, it's only a day. Oh, they're watching. If they're not, if they're not watching today, yesterday, yesterday, we all evolved. Yesterday, it was only a day away. Jay Nicole says, Cisco, um, tell me what you want. What you all, y'all want to hear some Cisco? I won't sing. I won't sing. I won't sing. <laughs> 
I won't sing the bong song. You want me to sing the bong? She had no in the trunk. Jump, bong, baby, I'm bong. Won't, won't. I want to sing it again. Why were y'all singing so fast? I don't know the words, but I'm going to sing it anyway. She had junk in the trunk. Bong, won't. Bada, bada, boom. Shunk, boom. Let me sing it again. Okay. That's why y'all talk about back in my day, they didn't make no music like that. There was a whole song called the thong song back in your day when they were making real music. Okay. Did y'all see? All right. Let's rescue somebody. Okay. Listen, um, Shantina says, I ordered my sister and her man a copy. LOL. They both need a revolution sent to the crib. <laughs> Come on. Both of them. Fellas, there is nothing wrong with you all getting it as well. Okay. Don't let your woman be out here revolutionizing you sitting at home on E. You looking good, but your gas tank is on E. Your woman revolutionized in these streets. I am in a flow today. <laughs> <laughs> the ponytail has given me a flow. It's an antenna. The ponytail is an antenna to the flow. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate who I become when I am sitting up with y'all cutting up. I'm mature. I'm an adult. I'm a pastor. I don't have time for this. Okay. Um, it's time for us to rescue people. Um, first of all, I would like to rescue you sugar babies who were on verses last night trying to get Ron Isley to be y'all sugar daddy. Um, what what is wrong? What is how? First of all, verses starts. Did y'all watch verses? Let me talk about it. Okay. Um, so I turn on verses. I see earth, wind, and fire. I see hair. I see the whole gen. I see earth, wind, and fire. They're all accounted for. Okay. I look over to the right. I said, Where are the? Where's Mr. Big? Where are the Isley brothers? And who who is this? I don't know who this is. The it is continuing on. I'm like, Babe, where is Ron Isley? That is why we're here. Ron Isley said, I don't know what pandemic has been doing to you, but it has been changing my life. Ron, why were y'all out here acting like that over brother Bishop Isley? Why was y'all acting like that? Now y'all supposed to have better sense than that. All of a sudden y'all want to be sugar babies. And I just don't understand. Chip, pick me, choose me. You are invaluable, sis. Don't be out here trying to get chose. Um, can we rescue y'all? Jaleesa says, I kept asking where's Ronald Isley is for like an entire, no, legit Jaleesa. For a long time, I was like, where is <laughs> where's Ron Isley? He had a hat. He had glasses. He had a beard and a mink. I didn't know who he was. I said, they must have got, they, this is an adopted brother. He just came along somewhere. They didn't found them an adopted brother. I'm sitting up here. And then he grabbed a microphone and he hit it a little bit. And I said, Ronald, is that you? What have you been doing? What have, what have you been doing? Gwendolyn says, a little ratchet and a little reserved. That's right. That's right. Regina says, Daddy Isley Cash says, those hoop earrings got you cutting up. Something is wrong. I ain't even lie to you. I don't know if it's the 4.30 in the morning or the ponytail. It's a combination of things more than likely, but something is wrong. Um, Brittany White says, it's a safe girl summer. Hallelujah. Megan got a man anyway. So we might as well have the Save Girl Summer. Hallelujah. The Save Girl Summer can't look like the Hot Girl Summer and the and the City Girl Summer, though. So some of y'all, we need to have rules and regulations for the Save Girl Summer because we're going to be looking like Hot Girl and it's just going to be all mixed up in and together. Okay. Tay Stars said, I love this honesty. Most people, most will think people in the church were not watching yesterday. Oh, honey. We watched it. 
We watched it and I didn't know where he was. Nikki says, I had no clue that was him until the second half. When I tell Sha, did you see versus Sha? You need to Google a photo of Ronald Isley at Versus last night. Rob, did you see Ronald Isley last night? What? Who? Somebody. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is, but somebody has been taken care of. Of the bishop, okay. Um, Pray says, Auntie Sarah, you need to drop the word for it. It's it's behind me. I'm, <laughs> it's behind me. Everything is reversed in this room on the camera. It's behind me. I'm gonna talk about it during the snack. But okay, I just want to know: Can we rescue the people who was out here trying to get shows last night? My ponytail is falling because y'all got me cut up. I need to put bobby pin over here. Um, that's what I need to know. Okay. D- that is Ronald. Shaw just saw the picture. Shaw, I swear, my hand on <laughs> on the Bible. I'm not. This was Ronald Isley last night. This was Mr. Biggs. And Corey and I was just saying, this is Mr. Biggs. Not no more. I don't know who he is. Okay. Um, Monica Dorsey says, why can't the save girls? Why can't the save look hot? It can be, but it can't be all the way. You know what I'm saying? Is what I'm saying. Sharon says, really though, Ron Isley, what the world did I miss? We're no, I'm telling, we about to post a picture, Sharon. I don't know if you sent, you obviously didn't see it. We are going to post the photo and you are going to be what I can only call shocked and amazed because who is he? We don't even know who he is. They adopt. He went and found him somebody. It's all about me fixing his crooked ponytail, and it's still crooked. Anywho, um, can we rescue y'all who was out here cutting up last night with uh, Brother Ronald? We're going to Brother Ronald come up. Jasmine Evans, Pastor Sarah, are you opening more seats for the event? We're trying to. You know, if you all will... Be patient with me while I sign the 2,000 books that we got. There we go. Look at this. Who is this? I literally was like, babe, where's Ron? I like multiple times. Where is he? Look, look at this. I, we don't know who it is. (laughs) We're, We're lost. We don't. I see earth, I see wind, I see fire. I see the other one, the other brother that plays the guitar. Where is Ronald? I just, that is him. He got new teeth? You better, sir. First of all, hallelujah, you better. You better, however you want to go, don't let this. He said black don't crack, and sometimes you help it a little bit. I'm not mad at it. Take care of yourself, sir. Okay, take care of yourself. Look at him, smiling for the Lord with that hat on. He's 80. 80 next month? Sir, you better live. Never mind it's rescue. Hail Mary. Hail Joseph. Never mind rescue. 80? I want that kind of joy at 80. Look at this joy. He said, I want my mink to match my teeth and my face. Because that's what you do when you're almost 80. You quitting today? I see you tomorrow. This is what you do when you're almost 80. You have coat and teeth that match and beard. Live your life. Okay? Live your life. Uh, Simone said, I laugh so loud. Let me tell you something. Chantel says, Harpo, who was that man? We don't know. Megan says, his wife said, ain't enough money for her and a sugar baby. Ain't enough for one. Okay? Um, so how about that? That's where we are. Um, so I'm rescuing all of y'all who forgot that 
you just forgot who you were for a minute last night when y'all didn't know who this imposter was. Noel says, did Sha just quit? You can't quit us, Sha. She knows she blood in, blood out, cuz. <laughs> rough, we rough riders, baby. What? How you gonna quit the rough riders? Okay. Flatten your tires on your bike. Okay. You will never pop a wheelie again and you'll still be a rough rider. <sighs> okay. Um, so... Um, <laughs> Harmony, what time do the event start tomorrow? Thank you. Good question. It's five Pacific Standard. Okay, but let's, I have to get into these stories. I have a job, okay? I have a job, a J-O-B. I don't have time to play around with you all today. Um, all right, so, um... I'm going to not do that story. Let's talk about Cher. Cher tried to help us out, and we some of us returned her help to Cinder. And I have to tell you, when I first saw her help, I was like, oh, look at Cher helping. But, okay, so Cher, y'all know Cher. Um, do you believe in love after love? Life after love. Oh, I can feel something inside me saying, I really don't think I'm strong enough. Oh, <laughs> I hate it here. It's really immature. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. And I am the problem. You have to know when you are the toxic friend. I am the toxic friend on this podcast. Do you believe in life after love? Y'all remember that video? Cher came back for y'all, okay? Um, anywho, Cher posted a tweet, and we said, we appreciate what you're trying to say, but we are not here for it. Cher found herself under fire on Friday after a tweet she posted in response to the Derek Chauvin, to Derek Chauvin's trial for the murder of George Floyd. Her tweets caused a social media eruption, as reported by Fox News, expressing her feelings that the events leading up to Floyd's death may have transpired differently had she been at the scene. She said, I said, Mom, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I kept thinking maybe if I'd been there, I could have helped. First of all, she said this is going to sound crazy. Um, she ended inspiring some of her followers. A number of other followers were enraged and commented about being less than impressed with the musings of a woman with a white savior complex. Can I just say this? Um, I just... Um, Jasmine and Sarah J. Roberts, hit that note again. I'm dying. <laughs> They love it when I sing share. Listen, I thought, I didn't think it was nothing wrong with what she said. Can I just say that? Megan says the singing is sending me to the king. <laughs> Um, I didn't think it was nothing wrong with what Cher said. Um, maybe my sense, I didn't have my ponytail at the time, so my antenna may have not been sharp. But I just thought so far that, like, you know, she was trying. And to be honest, I think part of the issue that we take with things like this is that when we feel like white people are around, they don't do anything. And so the idea that maybe if she were around, she could have stopped it. Like, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. You know, but she is also Cher. He, he may have, she may have, he may have listened to share more than he would have listened to someone else. But I think when white people intervene, when there's black violence taking place, especially by law enforcement, that it probably does speak louder than black people saying something. So, you know, I, I don't know what y'all think. Trina says she meant, well, Kristen says what she said. She said that had she been there, that maybe she could have helped it, uh, kept it from happening. Nefertiti, Nefertitia, Nefertia. Nefertiria, boom. I hope that's it. She says, what did you eat today? Good, good question. Am I? No, I had a Chick-fil-A biscuit. I was going to say, am I vegan today? You don't even eat chicken. 
<laughs> you don't even cheat. Um, and half an acai bowl. So, um, our, can we rescue Cher? I thought, you know, they're not always going to get it right. As we seek to have white allies in this fight, they're not always going to say the right things and do the right things. But I appreciate anyone trying to roll up their sleeves and help us fight white supremacy. Kay Honey says, no, she shouldn't have said it. No, rescue, really? Okay, Larisha says, rescue. Jessica says, rescue her. Queen says, save me. My coworker says some racist comments. Help, pause, put them pause on them. Go, no, don't do that. Talk, but take them to HR. That's the same thing. In corporate America, when I'm putting my paws on you, I'm taking you to HR. And it starts off with to whom it may concern. That's when you know them paws out. To whom it may concern, paws out in corporate America. Um, let's see. Ashley says, oh, wait, maybe I missed it, but I, I don't think she's wrong. Karina says, why are we mad at her for wanting to help? Like what? We were upset that she said if she were there that she could have stopped it. But help me, if you if you get it and you understand why everyone was upset fully, like drop it in the comments. I want to understand so that I can help not be out here looking like a clown with a red nose on. Because when I saw it, I was like, girl, yes, do something. Do something about your folks. Help us. Venus says, rescue. Ray Ray says, rescue her. Uh, Amalia says, rescue her. Her, Church of Jesus hair Christ come on glory says I'm just looking for a girl who doesn't mind a stay at home man with a part time job ah well ladies there Church of Jesus hair Christ uh, Cassia says per my preceding email that's when you're about to get it Jaquela says rescue there was no ill intent Lizzie says rescue send the jet we love it Brittany Austin says so all that situation needed was share okay I see what you're saying and I see what you're saying. And to she did say, you know, it may sound crazy, you know, but, you know, so so that's what we're saying. Okay. Angelie says, why is she speaking out now? All right. Okay. Help me. Courtney says, legends can always be saved. Do you believe in forgiveness after forgiveness? Forgive after forgive. I don't know. Help me. Um Ikea says, rescue her. I think they kind of came down in, on her really hard. I stepped away from the privilege and stardom. I was reading from a personal standpoint, just my thoughts. Hope says, rescue her. Latasha says, where can I order a book? <laughs> uh, Amazon, girl. Amazon. Or you can come to the event tomorrow. Target. Target. Okay, I'm going to put you on game real quick. Target really generally does not always have books that are written by women who look like me and, you know, some of us who are listening. And so when they do have a book from an African-American author and we support those books, it's more likely that they will buy more books from African-American women. So I think Lovey made it into Target, Tiffany Ailish made it, made it into Target, and SJR is in Target. So if you can, scoop by Target, going to do that thing. We're going to be on the TV on some of the Targets in the back. We did a little video and they're going to put us on the little screens where the TV are, girl. So if you see that tag me because I don't know which ones they're going to do that at. Okay. Anywho, Kishana, uh, Kishan, yeah, Kishana says rescue. She shared her internal thought process. Angelina says, I'm thankful. Oh, it scrolled up on me. I'm thankful for the willingness to help me too. Antoinette says she was saying she would have tried to step in instead of standing there. I pray my son is never in that position and I'm there. Police are going to have to kill us both. We speak against that. That's not going to happen. They, this is not going to happen. We're not doing it. Um, Simone Carr says all legends can't be saved and shouldn't. Alamo, y'all let R. Kelly sing. Sure did. Sure did. I didn't see the part of verses where they started singing the R. Kelly songs, but I heard they cut them off in the middle of one of them. They said, we, we're not going to that part. Um, 
Sharon says, I get it. The audacity that her quote unquote whiteness could have stopped it. But the fact that she wanted to do something, rescue her. I agree. But don't we think, can I just throw this out here? Don't we kind of think that we do feel like their whiteness could stop violence against black people? Like, isn't that part of our philosophy? Like, this isn't a black problem to fix. This is a white problem to fix. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there, maybe being devil's advocate in some way, but it's exactly her whiteness that we're asking to get involved with with what's taking place. And I mean, I just don't see George Floyd's situation happening like that if he were a white man surrounded by white people and they were yelling for him to stop and he couldn't breathe. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening because I think there is more compassion for someone who looks like you than someone who you see already as less than human. That's why the dehumanization of the black life is something that is so critical to us repairing this divide in our country because at the end of the day, if you don't see me as equal, then you can do barbaric actions against us. And it is going to take other people getting involved to help us see our humanity. It's going to take us, you know, showing in white spaces and white spaces coming to us so that we can see that there is humanity here. We may not dress the same. We may not talk the same. We may not dance the same. But to I think it was D.L. Hughley was like, we love our kids too. We love our lives too. So don't let the color of our skin keep us from being you know, treated the same way other people would be treated. Connie says, no whiteness can't stop it when a cop is intent on killing a black person. There were white people present and it didn't matter. All right. I understood. Uh, Branch of Remnant of Israel says, no one should be persecuted for who they are. You're a child of God. Love your neighbors. You love yourself. Not everybody perceived this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it's just up here and you don't even, you're not even, it's not even here, it's up there. So you just go, mmm, because I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I'm sure it was probably where I'm not, you know? Um, so it sounds like, <laughs> right, right, says y'all going deep. All right, so listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do like, I'm going to send a life raft. Can can we do a life raft? How about we do a life raft? And then that way we don't have, we can still save gas money, but we can get one of them life rafts, like the Titanic life rafts that looked a little durable, not like an inflatable one. We're going to send her a durable life raft and we're just going to ask her to come on and come on and take your classes, okay? Come on and take your classes so we can get on the same page, all right? So, um... I'm not going to do these other ones because they didn't make no sense. So now, but what I will do is tell y'all that y'all need to start a business. Because I'm not doing the other stories, I don't have a transition for you. But what I can tell you is this. When I first started Shop Woman Evolve, it was me, Shanice, Taya, one of my daughters, and Larissa, my sister-in-law. And we was in the what? Spare, empty bedroom of a room we couldn't furnish and decided let's furnish it with boxes instead. And we started Shop Woman Evolve and we started fulfilling them orders by ourselves. And let me tell you something, we sucked at it. Had no system, no organization. It was terrible. And then came ShipStation, all right? ShipStation 
automation has helped us become a much more productive business. If you sell stuff online, you're definitely in the right business. More people are shopping online than ever. That means a lot of orders coming in and a lot of orders you'll need to ship out. That's why online sellers like you need ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. You can import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping fees, and... If you use my code EVOLVE, you will get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in EVOLVE. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code EVOLVE. No. Make ship happen. (laughs) Amen. Simone says we can send the door that Jack and Rose had on to. Um, my husband and I went swimming and um, we had this, uh, we got a little floaty chair off of Amazon, right? Because why not? Why not just float in the little chair? And then we wanted to be closer, but it was only made for one. And we decided to see how strong it was. Sometimes you got to test your faith and we got, and, and it worked. It was strong enough to hold both of us, but we was hanging on much like Jack and Rose <laughs> on the Titanic. And then the kids was all watching, right? And then so we couldn't look like the old fat parents on the floaty. So we had to hang on there real tough like we were strong. Because let me tell you something. Your kids get old. They try to play you. When they're young, like Ella's age, they think everything you do is cute. When they're 18, you become a joke to them. Okay? They get a giggle off of you trying to do stuff. And so we had to hang on. And we hung on there. We was hanging on tight. We did it, too, for about 30 minutes. We was hanging on, floating around like we didn't have a problem in the world. No care in the world. Okay? But struggle bus. Okay? Abs clench. Keep your core tight. We can't move at the same time. It was a struggle, but God did it. Um, all right, all right. Um, so let me see. Somebody says, Ashley, Sarah, we totally do. We totally do. Sarah, oh, we need more than one rescue. We rescue, we tried to rescue Ron. Okay, here, y'all want more. It's all right, sure. Okay. First of all, Malachi got another job. The, aunties, aunties. I'm about to call Malachi's aunties on him. Malachi got a job at a summer camp and they on spring break. So he working Monday through Friday and he sent me the stories this morning thinking he going to have two jobs. Okay, so am I bitter and not going to do his stories? Maybe a little bit, but I'll give y'all one little story. Y'all want another little, y'all sure. Okay. USPS isn't happy about Nike's priority mail inspired Air Force One. Air Force One experimental that seemed to draw obvious inspiration from the U.S. Postal Service's familiar priority mail shipping boxes and envelopes with its white, blue, red color scheme and heel shipping labels started surfacing online. Though many sneaker lovers found it to be humorous, especially seeing as Nike usually ships with UPS, the Postal Service was not pleased. A public relations representative for the organization recently provided Hypebeast with a statement that notes it was not consulted on the sneaker and it aimed to protect it's valuable IP rights. Y'all want to rescue Nike? We need to because they sued over them little devil shoes. And if that's the whole story right there. <laughs> Connie says them shoes ugly. They're not cute. Ashley says, yuck, what, what are the, what are those? I see what you're doing. I had to get it together. What are those? Um, 
Uh, Jasmine says that part. Jay Nicole says he couldn't wait to get out of the house. He think, first of all, he ain't out the house. And if he think he out the house, he gonna get a major pow pow. But, um, oh, cause out the house, out the, Malachi could not wait to get a job and leave me and Shanice here to work these stories. He couldn't wait. But that's all right. Cause you know what he doing? Sitting at camp all day from eight to 4 a.m. with bad kids. He come home. I'm like, did you, did you experience something today that made you fall more in love with children? No. Okay. So that's what it get. How about that? Y'all want to rescue these shoes? Taystar says, nope. Okay. Absolutely not. Naughty says, no rescue. I agree. Rachel Harvey says, oh, that's great for Malachi. I hope he loves working the summer camp. He did. Before he started the summer camp, he loved kids. I don't know where he's falling on that now, though. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, before he started, he was like, I love children, mom. And this is like one of my passions to be able to teach them. And let me tell you, when he comes home, I don't see the love for the children. But see, I ain't no guy. I don't gas my children up. I tell my kids all the time, I don't like kids. I'm going to tell y'all right now. <laughs> is that wrong to tell your children? Your children should know who you are. I have six children. They know that I'm not the kind of person that's just going to be like here, like, like just, I don't go up to random kids and just talk to them. I'm already socially awkward with adults. So with a child, I don't stand a chance. Now, if I know your kids, you can bring your kids over to my house. You can drop them off. I'm going to feed them. They're going to play movies. We gonna, they're going to have all of the fun. But you are going to have to come get them. Kids are not, my sister, she loves kids. She loves strangers, baby. She loves, I'll tell you your baby is cute. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate kids. I'll tell you your baby is cute. I'll hold it for a little while. But like, oh, I'm going to take the baby home and be serious about it. Because some folks will be like, I will take your baby home and be serious about it. I'm going to tell you I want to take your baby home, but I'm going to be busy when you try to book me. <laughs> when you be like, oh, remember, Sarah, when you said I could drop the baby out, girl, oh, man, I wish I could, but I'm about to take a nap. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't. You're dropping your kids off. I'm going to let Shy drop her kids off at my house because they're going to need me. <laughs> they're going to need me because Shy's going to have them being like, I don't know what they're going to be. <laughs> I'm going to, but once again, you can try. If I can, like, if your kids listen, you can drop them off at my house, but don't drop your non listening children at my house. That is not, that's not my jam. That's not my jam. That's 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 where I suffer. Don't drop your non-listening children. My feelings box only works for my children. It don't work. I don't have any more room for other children. So, like, I have an expiration. Uh, Leona Young says, no, it's not wrong. I feel that way with kids. I have six. See, she has six, too. Connie says, Sarah, you ain't right. It's true. Brittany White says, living your truth, beloved, in my <laughs> Yana voice. My mama the same way, though, LOL. She only do green kids and spurts. Let me tell you something. Terrence says, you can drop the baby off, but I don't know who finna pick it up because I'm going to be out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't, I, I, I just, it's hard for me to explain it because it's not like I hate children, but I'm just never going to be the person why I'm timing out. When I say what, you say ever. What? Ever. There it is. We back. Okay. We still got them ugly shoes on the screen. That's all right. There it says, I tell my godson all the time, I'm going to let you slide since you only know me for five years. I don't play with kids. He'd be so confused. I don't. It's just, it's just not my thing. Like <laughs> my nephew at my brother's wedding, 
said he didn't want to be the ring bearer and they were going to try and make him do it anyway. <laughs> and he was looking like he was going to come down the aisle with the attitude. And I snatched him right on up and I was like, you're not going to ruin this day for my brother. I love you. I think you're awesome, but I think you will sit down if you're going to come down the aisle with a stank face. I don't know. I don't know. Are you tired? Did they give you some fruit snacks? My feelings box don't work for other folks' kids. And um, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't able to be the ring. I think they made Malachi the ring bearer. You're probably wondering what the height difference is between the ring bearer and Malachi, and it's about four feet. So Malachi six foot three self walked down the aisle holding a pillow because that's what's wrong with my family. Okay. Um, Rachel says that's what we get for talking bad about kids. You're right, but kids need to stop talking bad about us. <laughs> that's what they need to do. Okay. Daisy says, I'm a part of the all him so cute and mind my business gang gang. That's where I am. That's where I live my life. Okay. Um, all right. So listen, Justina says the kids heard you talking about them and was like, I'm going to show you something. Cut the show. I told my kid, one of the things I told my husband when we were first dating, he was like, what's one of your greatest fears about us being together? And I was like, that me and your kids won't get along. Not, and I'm so blessed and fortunate that we had absolutely no issues, but they ain't no bad kids. They're not bad kids. And um, there's no such thing as a bad child. Let me rephrase that because that's like bad hair. There's, is there such thing as an ugly child? Shock. If you're going to ask that question, you're going to come over here and talk about it. You're not going to have me talking about, is there such thing as an ugly kid by myself with my whole Sarah Jakes Roberts face <laughs> with you, without your face? If you're going to talk about ugly kids, you're going to come over here and do it by yourself. What is wrong with you? Woman evolve. <laughs> Woman evolve. Why are you going to ask me, is there such thing as ugly kid? Bring your whole face over. Roll your chair over here to talk about these kids. Whose kids you seen was ugly since you talking about, come over here and talk about it. You're not going to have me on camera talking about kids. Carlanda says, what about when you have grandkids? I believe I'm going to have some listening grandchildren. I don't believe my grandchildren are not going to listen. I don't believe it. And if they don't, they're going to listen when they come to my house. One or two options. You bring your kids to my house, they're going to be outside or they're going to be listening. They're going to be totally different kids. I looked over and one of our cousins was over at our house and their kids was on the couch. I said, get off of that couch. <laughs> and let me tell you how he got off that couch. They said, he never listens at home. He's going to listen over here. He gonna listen over here and get off of that couch. Do, does that couch look like come jump on me? Get off of that couch. I talk. I talk to my kids. <laughs> I talk to my kids. Um, how about that? Um, Jasmine says, not ugly kids. Oh, Marissa says, go to timeout. See? Panama's finest says, I don't like it when they're ugly and bad. There's no such thing as ugly children or a bad child. Who hurt y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm moving I'm moving on. Um Hail Mary. Hail Mary to children. <laughs> Hail Mary. This is a new Hail Mary. Breaking news. New Hail Mary just in. This is a Hail Jesus. You got Hail Joseph when it's a man. Hail Mary when it's a woman. And Hail Jesus when it's a Hail Baby Jesus in a manger when it's a child. And we're going to give this Hail Baby Jesus to children because um, you're innocent. You're pure. Um, you make heaven smile. And they say if we would just have faith like a child, that if we would just come to Jesus like a child, that we would be better off. And so... That's it, okay? Brianna says, it is a such thing as ugly kids. Essay jars, okay? You can't say it, but we... Y'all not going to have me somewhere? Mm-mm, 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 no. Mm-mm. 
Okay, hell, hell Mary, because I'm not playing with y'all, and the internet is already cutting up with me. Y'all cutting up. Um, first of all, Hail Mary to Patricia Williams, okay? She opened her first McDonald's franchise store in 1984, and now her and her daughters, Nicole and Carrie, own every McDonald's in the city of Compton. You know, y'all better. Okay, this mother and her two daughters own every McDonald's in the city of Compton. Okay, Williams and her daughters who began working with her in 2000 have successfully opened 13 stores, generated almost $50 million in revenue and have employed over 700 people. Someone is looking for a sign if they should have French fries. Look at them. Look at them looking. Okay, see, you listening on the podcast and you can't even see the picture. But let me tell you something for sure. They standing up in this picture like they own every McDonald's in Compton. Okay, that's what, first of all, mom is laid. Skin is flawless. Daughter's hand on the hip as it should be. The hip that says we own every McDonald's in Compton. And I love it. I love to see it. Qatar says, please move on. Oh, yeah, they trying to have me on the shade room. Jasmine says, y'all better come through on a McDonald's. Indeed. South says, now I'm at work on my phone trying to listen to this podcast. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, Pamela says, SJR, you remember hearing someone say, oh, he's so cute. And you looked up. <laughs> we see. I'm not talking about the kids. Um, um, yeah. Dana says, SJR, you know, you know. They're all they talking about ugly baby. I'm talking. Someone's looking for a sign that they need some French fries. Um, and I'm just telling you that there are black women in Compton who own every McDonald's that you see. And I don't know if that's a sign. You do the math. It's on you. You get to choose. Okay. Um, so she said that William said that when her marriage ended, she bought her husband's share in their business, sold their stores and opened five more. I just needed to take a nap after that. She said, I'm going to just read it to you one more time. She said, the marriage ended, but the business did not. Let me get that up off of you, and I'm going to open five more. That's what she said, okay? This leap of faith required her to take out a small business loan, attend the required classes, and spend more time working in the store, all while raising two daughters and working as a rehabilitation therapist. You can't tell me what God won't do. You can't tell me. You can't tell me what he won't do, okay? Jasmine Booker says, yes, generational wealth. We need these stories. Shanice says, come on now. Micah says, McDonald's is a billion-dollar franchise. She better, she better, okay? Um, We love to see it, and we thank you. Uh, Let's see. Our next Hail Mary, Damian Williams... Okay, is Hale Joseph. Damian Williams is set to make history as the first black U.S. attorney in Manhattan. Damian Williams is set to make history. You better repeat this sentence. See, this what happened when you haven't, see, this what happened when you get two jobs and then you just put two sentences. I'm, what you think I cut and paste these stuff? The 40 year old is a Brooklyn native whose parents are Jamaican immigrants. He holds degrees from the University of Cambridge, Harvard University, and Yale Law School. Dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> okay. He said, I'm going to get me a degree from University of Cambridge. I'm going to go by Harvard and then I'm going to scoop me up one from Yale. You better be smart. He served as a judicial clerk to then appeals court judge Merrick Garland, who is currently Biden's attorney general. You do it, sir. Hail Joseph to you. Okay, history as the first black U.S. attorney in Manhattan. And we need it. We love to see it. Okay, and amazing. 
Marissa says, that's what's up. Jasmine says, come through. King, we love it. Um, Patricia says, this is my first live. <laughs> Sorry about it. I would like to say we act better, but I'm not sure that that's true. She says, and it's awesome. Funny blessings. We love it. We love that. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, Nia Green says, when they say black women are magic, this is what they're talking about. Brianna says, this headshot screamed Yale, okay? Um, I went to Yale University once. My husband spoke at Yale, and I went and bought sweatpants out of there because I just want to wear sweatpants that say Yale on them, you know, because whatever. That's fine. Let's see. Natalia Bryant and Storm Reed share emotional response to be accepted into USC. Natalia, just let us be your aunties, man. Like, we feel like we just we just want you to know that we are aunties from afar. We are cheering you on. We know that life has not been easy. And when you we see you out here picking up the pieces. Natalia Bryant, Kobe Bryant's eldest daughter and movie star Storm Reed have been accepted to the University of Southern California, according to their social media. Vanessa Bryant posted a video of the 18-year-old model excitedly shouting, I got in. I'm so happy for you, Nani. I know daddy is so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Your heart Hard work and dedication was so worth it. To celebrate her mother's surprise, the IMG model with special presents, including signature Kobe sneakers. How dope is that? We love that a lot. Um, Jasmine wants to know if the U.S. Attorney General is single. I'm going to call you back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Definitely giving big ups to Natalia and... Storm Reed, we appreciate that. And our seeing that in our families and communities is important. Can I just tell y'all, I have one more help, Mary, and it blessed my whole life. Okay. A dedicated churchgoer, she's 82, has dressed up in her Sunday best for 52 weeks of virtual church services. A dedicated Oklahoma churchgoer hasn't missed a service since the pandemic started, tuning in every Sunday for virtual church. But even though Dr. Laverne Wimberly, 82, has been attending Metropolitan Baptist Church in Tulsa online, she hasn't left behind her Sunday best and dresses up to the nines every week to sit in front of her computer. I just decided at that point, I'm just going to get dresses if I were going to church. So I would not get into the habit of just slouching around. She's talking about you, you sloucher, you sloucher, you watching church on the couch in your pajamas in the bedroom. She's talking about us sometimes, but she's mostly talking about you. She called you a sloucher. Grandmother, you better. When I tell y'all is... She is dressed up. And I don't mean like I just threw on some clothes because this is what sometimes I throw on some clothes and I am dressed, but not exactly dressed the way that I would be at church. She has on a hat, honey. She has on her necklace, honey. She has her pearls on in a picture. She was doing what needs to do done. Ashley says she sure is talking to me. She called you a sloucher, okay? Shanice says sis calling us all out. First of all, you know she meant it too because who says slouching unless she has utter disgust at you walking around in your pajamas on church. Kim Johnson says, you sloucher, <laughs> you sloucher, okay? She looks blessed too. Sharon says, get it, Dr. Grandmother. She did slide that doctor in on us. She said, don't just call me grandmother. Put a doctor on front of that thing. Um, 
Let's see. Micah says she's doing too much. <laughs> I heard this story. LOL. I be up in my underpants. Okay. The worst is come as you are. Naked I came into this world. Naked I shall leave. So if I have on my pajamas, I'm as close as... No, I don't know. Um... Cassandra says, thank you for doing this, Sarah. I, this podcast, this life, what are we thinking? Because this podcast, I don't, you know, here we are. Denise says, she's the star. She's the star. She looks amazing. We love it. Okay. Um, okay. You Well, you know why some of us ain't putting on our Sunday's best at this point is because our Sunday's best was for Sunday 2019. And this 2021 Sunday body is not always what that 2019. I'm not talking to y'all who found your fitness and lost your weight during the pandemic while the rest of us ate the snacks the first week of the panorama and then kept buying snacks. This is what I'm talking to those of us who struggled a bit. And, um, you know, here's the thing. I just want y'all to know summer's about to be open and some of us gonna fail the summer test. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know. Um, some of us gonna be out here winning the summer test others of us gonna be out here self-loving all summer you know when you start talking about self-love real strong that's when you you decided you got more of you to embrace than usual so you need to work on a new level of self-love I am you you are me she is me because me and this book and these snacks we eating but we gonna release this book and God is gonna be faithful but you know what I'm glad for that there is a way of escape that's what the word says that there is not a temptation known to man okay that we will not experience where where he has not made a way of escape for us and I just want to let you all know that there is a way of escape available to you I don't know who you are I don't know who I'm talking to this microphone has become something. I don't know what it is, but I want you to know that God wants you to know that you can still have a way of escape. These snacks don't have to take you out. And let me tell you something. If you're looking for how and you don't know where to get started, I'm glad you asked because Noom wants to help you get into that 2019 summer's best, okay? They want to help you get into that 2021. I hear God saying 2021 is not up yet and that your 2021 Sunday's best could still be something worthy of getting dressed up for every day. I'm not sure if who I'm talking to, but I just want you to know that Noom is here for you. Noom is not just no uh, diet app, okay? Noom is a psychology app. It is rooted in psychology. It helps you get to the why of the decisions you make. You can think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy and Noom will still have more information to help you because there's so much contradictory information out there. Things like are things that are old fashioned, like the food pyramid aren't much help. And if you've ever gotten questionable food advice like I have, I ain't going to put nobody out there, but I've gotten some questionable advice. You have to figure out what works best for you with the lifestyle you have. It is based in science, built by psychologists. Noom doesn't give you rules, but it says teaches you how to think so you can accomplish your personal health goals, stick with them long term and get healthy for good. Okay. So here's what you need to do. You can list your specific goal with Noom without having to even mention weight at all because sometimes when we start thinking about the weight, we end up getting overwhelmed. We just want to fit into a certain pair of a pair of jeans. We maybe don't want to have as many cravings as we were having before, but it helps you to identify a specific goal. And then it just asks you for 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day of self-care to get into the program, log your food, get connected with your support group and your health coach, because those are all things that are available. And I promise you, Noom is dope. Over 80% of Noomers finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. So this is not one of those fat things that 
that you're going to sign up for and then not complete. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash evolve. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash evolve. I don't even know. Okay. How about that? Zola says, I know something was coming. LOL. Better life for noon. Better, better help. Do we have better help today? <laughs> uh, oh, we don't have better help. We got something different. Okay. How about this? All right. Let's get into these advice questions. Okay. Um, delegation. They need us. S. Perry says, my jeans not jeaning. Let me tell you something. My jeans, not jeaning, is a story. It is a song, okay? The story that one could tell. Shante says, single mom of four. Okay, I got you. Uh, Karina, if you're watching, screenshot that for me. Send it to me. Okay, Ja'Kayla says, go on and get your Hail Mary report together for next week. That says, author Sarah Dix Roberts released the book titled Woman Evolve on Tuesday and sold out in three days in Jesus' name. Glory. We speak it. We claim it. We claim it. Okay, let's do it. Advice questions. What is up, SJR and delegation? Pause. Send us your advice questions to podcast at womanevolve.com. Let us know what we can do to serve you, to help you with what's happening in your life. Also, just want to let you know, it doesn't have to just be relationship. You could ask me about writing. You can ask me about ministry. You can ask me about me using got to be glued. You can ask me about makeup. You can ask me about anything. Children, stepchildren. Probably don't want to ask me about kids after that whole I don't like kids things. But it's totally up to you. Whatever you want to do, okay? play. I hope life is treating you well. And I thank you so much for having this podcast. It's literally blessed my life. I'm coming to you because child, I need some help. I am currently a 21 year old senior in college, and I have had a true relationship with God since my sophomore year. And that is the year I decided to be celibate. A while after this, God told me that I needed to remain single for a few years. And during the first few, it wasn't too bad. But right now, your girl is struggling. And on top of that, I am struggling with my relationship with the Lord. In a recent conversation with him, I found that I desire and am desperate for everything but God. I need to be desperate for God and depend on him. But I don't know how. I feel that I'm in this place where I know better but don't want to do better. I really want sex for some reason now more than ever. And at first, I thought I wanted a relationship, but I recently realized that I more so want a situationship where I can have sex with the person and go out on dates, but not have the heavy burdens of a relationship like talking, texting every day or holding their burdens. I want to, I know... To be in the will of God, I must choose him and remain single. But sadly, I don't want to. I'm at this point where I'm like, I want to be young and dumb and sin a little, but God is calling me higher than that. But it's hard for me to want this when I don't desire God as much as I desire this. Please help sis. I need your advice from you and the delegation. Thank you in advance. Love your girl. P.S. <laughs> Sorry, this is a lot. I hope Shanice loves the link. She loves the length of the letter. This actually isn't that bad. So, honey... You know, wanting to sin a little, 
something that everyone can relate to. Because the truth is that even if you're married and having marital sex, that there are still areas of your life where you end up wanting to sin a little. Like sin is something that is common to our humanity. The goal, though, is to not be ruled and dictated by our flesh. And so I want to stretch this out a little bit because you said a few things in the letter. You said that God told you a few years ago that you shouldn't date anyone. I think you said I am currently... Yeah, I'm currently a 21-year-old senior in college. So God told you a few years ago, I commend you for a few years of celibacy, even at 21 years old, because that is a really interesting age in which a lot of times, if you've already had sexual activity, you continue to kind of go down that route because it's already open and there's so much opportunity at that age. And so I want to commend you for the time that you have been celibate. I think it's one thing to say, I want sex. I think there's another to have like an understanding on what sex is, I think one of the things that we kind of do a poor job at in church communities or faith communities is we condemn sex so much that we don't have healthy conversations about sex and what it means, why it's beautiful, why it's important, why it should be sacred and protected. And in my, now this is like anti-culture, counterculture somewhat, depending on what culture you're in. I am not of the philosophy that you should just do it to anybody to get your, your, your itch scratched. That is not my philosophy. I see sex as something that is so sacred, so intimate, so pure, so holy. And this has not always been my philosophy. Let me back up a little bit. This has not always been my philosophy. I've had a renewing of my mind when it comes to sex. And so I see it as more than just like a physical pleasure thing, though it is certainly that. I see it as something that um, is shared where my soul and my spirit and my body is connecting with the soul, spirit, and body of the person who is receiving me. And I think that when I cheapened sex, that I ended up honestly cheapening my, my worth and my value. This is my personal experience. Part of the reason why I think you need to have a personal philosophy about it is because at the end of the day, like my personal experience can only get you so far. You have to have God's perfect theology for your life and your experiences. But I will say that the easier that it was for me to give myself away, the less that I thought about myself. And then when people didn't value what they were receiving on the other end, or it was just casual, because sometimes we say we want something casual. And then when we are treated as something casual, then our feelings are hurt because someone basically says like, hey, I got what I wanted and I'm done. Who you would have to become, who I would have to become, I will keep it personal, who I had to become in order to make that okay was something that ended up making me less than who I am. I want to live in the fullness of who I am. I am a lover. I am a friend. I want to be connected and do life with you. I don't want to just give myself to you and then walk away as if nothing happened. That didn't work for me. And so I do think though, that at the end of the day, you need to understand why you're choosing celibacy. You need to understand what this hunger and desperation is down on the inside of you. Is it just lust? Have you been exposed to something? And ever since you were exposed to that, it has made you want it more and more and more. Is there a possibility that you can be in a healthy relationship with someone that makes you honor what sex is and honor the beauty and intimacy of it when it is done with the person that God has for you? Like those are all things that you have to work through in your relationship with God. I want to hear um, what the delegation is saying, though. A child of God faces, I declared my celibacy this year, and it was difficult, but I thank God for strength because it removed many toxic elements. Ashley Tate says, cheapening sex. My God, today a word. I will tell you, as it relates to like cheapening 
sex. And um, like I said, I know that we live in a culture that is um, (laughs) what you would probably call sexually liberated and that there is no honor, I guess, or it's just not that serious. It is exclusively about pleasure, but I am not of that philosophy at all. I think that it is very sacred. I think when I've tried, like I said, tried to treat it casually, that it didn't work for me. I ended up more broken and more wounded than I think any woman should ever have to be. And so I do think there is something to honoring your body and your being by being protective over who you share it with. Shantina says, LOI, how we only pick up that her school was lit out of all of that, huh? What? I missed it. Kendra Kerr says, I'm celibate, sis. You can do it. Hang hang in with Jesus. He got you all day. Even though I've been married, I refuse to settle. Connie says, sometimes you got to pray and believe that God can change the desires of your heart. Ashley Tate says, perfect, perfect example of removal without replacement. There you go. Don't think the removal is the answer. It's just the start of a beautiful process of reintroducing yourself to more. Love that. Um, Halima says, that's great, Sarah. As Perry said, I learned I was not strong enough for situationships. Situationships, they sound good on paper. Like, and I already know who we become when we decide I'm going to do them like they do us. It ain't nothing to me. I'm fine. Like who we gas ourselves up to be, um, for me, it was not a real version of who I was. And when I finished building, that was a response to who, um, to who my pain made me become. And I didn't want to live constantly being on the defense because of what happened to me. And that defensive posture showed up in so many areas of my life. I think that there is a balance between what we've learned in church about like honoring sex, but I feel like it was condemned. There is a balance between honoring sex. So that, cause what happens when we end up condemning sex is even when we get married, like we don't really know how or what it's supposed to be because it's been cheapened on one end where you just do with anybody, everybody. And then on the other end, you're condemned if you do it. So you don't know how to open up and be okay with your sexuality in general. And so there's gotta be an in between. And I'm striving to... (laughs) you know, maybe help us come to a place where we recognize that in between because it is beautiful. It is powerful. So all of those things and to act like it's not is cheapening sex too. And yet it is not something that I feel should just be passed around casually. Simone says a facade to keep the trauma and pain inside and an outer mechanism to fit in for sure. Um, Cache says, at least she's not out here being a hoe, has some self-awarenesses and seeking help to prevent from falling into a trap for sure. Because what I heard in this letter is, you know, they trying to they trying to take me back. That's what I tell Shanice. Shanice and I be walking somewhere. I forget where we were walking. Somewhere they were smoking weed on the street. I was like, oh, they trying to take me back. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. We was in Denver where you know they're recreational is out here. I, I held my held my held my breath because they're trying to take me back. They're trying to take me back. Girl, they're trying to take you back. Come back. Don't let them have you out here. Remember, remember who you are. Then that what Mufasa told Simba. Remember who you are. Okay. Uh, Jamie says, I'm married and haven't had sex in over five years because my husband is abusive and the last thing I want to do is breed with him. Jamie, you need to leave. We want you to leave. And if you need help and support leaving, I want you to email info at Woman Evolve so we can maybe plug you in with some hotlines and, and organizations and shelters that are able to better facilitate you leaving. But I do not want you to be in an abusive relationship. Withholding your body is one thing, but withholding your person is another and your person deserves to be safe. 
Angela says, so true. Some of us are not built to have sex with no ties. Some of us, um, positivity says Jesus died on the cross so we could have the power to overcome sins. Sis needs to, be- to believe that she has the power to overcome sexual temptation. And you do not want to be governed by your sexual temptation because once it's able to have control over you, like it is going to rule you. You have to choose like who's going to be in charge. Now that don't mean you don't have to wrestle with that thing. I'm not saying that every day is going to be easy, but it is a fight. And to, um, um, positivity's point, you have the power. Aaliyah says, sis, I've lived that life and refused to get close to God because I wanted to do what I please. There was so much heartache and disappointment and low self-esteem in that place that I wish I could have drawn near to God instead of filling my emptiness with the world because that just left me more empty. I hope you stay strong, sis. And there's so much darkness that I believe you will avoid by staying with the good fight. Prayers for your strength. Okay. Um, what? Ashley says, listen, whoever said sinning doesn't feel good lied. And I hope their big toe itches for seven nights. It's hard to be in God for the long haul. <laughs> Ashley, like what is wrong with this community? Is it me? Am I the problem? <laughs> um, Ray Ray says, we've all learned from painful experience. I know better. So I do better. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see. Ms. Mary says, I went through this as well, sis. Once I learned about soul ties, I had to close my legs. I was wondering why I started to adopt these different souls and acting a certain way. Sis, it's way better to wait. Yeah, do some research on um, soul ties. Uh, there are some people who don't believe that soul ties are a thing at all um, because they say there's no biblical connection to it as well. I know from all I can talk about is my experience and I just felt like anytime I open, I could not just open up my body without opening up myself. And anytime I opened up myself, I didn't always feel like I walked away with a better, healthier version of myself as a result of who I was connected to. A lot of times I ended up feeling worse. Um, Okay, next question. Hi, Pastor Sarah. What up, delegation? I love us so much. Anyways, I have a quick question. I've grown up in the church and have always heard of fasting and praying, but how do you actually do it? I've already given up social media and my other items and foods of choice. However, I still don't feel like I'm doing it the right way. What am I missing? How do I successfully fast the way God intended us to? Please help. The best way to fast is not just to remove something, but to begin to add in something spiritual in the place of what you removed. So if you are giving up social media, it doesn't mean, okay, I'm just not going to be on my phone. Like when I feel the need to get on social media, instead, I'm going to pray. Whenever I feel that desire to maybe eat something, I'm going to press in and I'm going to turn on my worship music. Just because you give something up doesn't mean that you are fasting. It is to give up something so that you can be spiritually edified. But if you're not getting any spiritual nutrition in the place of whatever you were getting physically, then you are going to end up feeling like, I don't even know what the point is. But um, to turn towards God, fasting is a form of worship. And that word worship, when used in the Greek, literally means to turn towards God. And so if you're turning away from those things, you've got to turn towards God. So what does that look like in your life? Do you download a devotional Do you have a copy of Woman Evolve? (laughs) Do you get your journal? What is it that you're doing to make sure that you're turning towards God? Another thing about praying, because you mentioned fasting and praying, I think that for those of us who may be like me, other people are not. um, But growing up, I used to feel like, you know, like I needed the words to flow or I didn't know how to pray. Praying was something that was a little slow for me. And even when I'm in meetings and stuff now, like I pray, but I like pray in my own pace and in my own way. And so I would invite you to begin praying 
praying where you are, like, God, I'm giving these things up. I'm believing that in the process of this, that you're going to reveal to me who you are. I want to see you. I want to like, why are you fasting in the first place? Let's get down to that. Why are you fasting in the first place? You want to be closer to God in what area? I want to be stronger. Maybe it's like our sis who's struggling with the temptation. Like maybe it's like, I need to kill this temptation. So I'm going to turn towards God. And then when you begin to pray, you pray from that place where you want to see God move. God, I need to see you move in the area of my self-esteem. I want to see you move in the area of my creativity. I want to invite your presence hardcore into this specific area of my life. And then you have to be willing to wait and be sensitive and still enough to look for God. Because a lot of times we pray, but then we don't look for God. And if you pray, God is going to move. And if you're only looking in in the area that you prayed for, then you may miss where God moves. But sometimes we pray for God to do something in one area, and then he moves in an area that seems completely unrelated, but it's only unrelated because we're not looking high like he is. And when he moves in that unrelated area, what we end up seeing is that this one thing affects that thing, or this thing doesn't matter anymore because this thing is what really holds value and purpose. And so focusing is a recentering and a renewal of your mind mind, a renewal of the way that you function, but it only works if you're also adding in spiritual elements when you end up moving things away. So here we go. Let's see. Susie says, as sad that you cannot go directly to Yahweh. So, so sad. I missed it. We're just going to edit that whole comment out. It never happened. Um, and Cashy said, wow, I appreciate this. Jasmine says, I needed this advice as well. Royal Rail says, how long does one fast for? So there are all types of fasts. There's like the Daniel fast, which is 21 days. And then, um, I mean, people, seven-day fast, 10-day fast, three-day fast. I think that you should fast until you get a release on, what you, why do you look at? There's a 10-day and a 21-day um, Daniel fast. Sorry, I know y'all can't hear Shanice, but there's a 10-day and a 21-day Daniel fast. But my thing is like to pray, um, to fast until you really begin to lose the desire for what it is that you are you know, being tempted by or that you feel is in control of you. So the goal for me, like if you do a three-day fast and you still itching for social media or you do a three-day fast and you still are dealing with temptation, like you may need to extend the fast a little bit longer. The fast is meant to break (laughs) that control that that thing has over your life. So when you break the fast, it's not that you're breaking the fast to go back to things were, to the way things were. You're breaking the fast because you have broken that thing that had control over you. Um, Lillian says, I do intermittent fasting every two days. That's what works for me. Um, Rachel says, a friend of mine just finished a 40-day water fast. He's a whole new person, I bet. Gabby says, thank you so much. I definitely needed to hear this. My pleasure. Um, Lanisha says, can't live close to God's heart if you believe he is judging your actions and not your heart, for sure. Um, so yeah, that wa- I had a friend... Um, who did a water fast as well. And um, it really changed her life. Um, I've never done a water fast before. I don't You've done a three-day water fast? Did it change? Shanice did a three-day water fast. Did it change your life? Like, how did you feel? You need a mic over there. I felt good after. You felt good after? Good. It depends on what I was praying for, though. It was based off of what she was praying for. It wasn't for... Oh, I did it. It wasn't for. 
I have to repeat what you're saying because you don't have a microphone so they can't hear you. Go ahead. I'm your interpreter. Go ahead. Keep talking. No, it was just good. Good discipline. That's another thing is you'd be surprised how fast and will impress you with your own discipline. Um, Armani says you have to be a new person after a water fast. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Hmm. Uh, water fast. I th well, I don't eat enough food during the day already, so I might as well just be drinking water. Sometimes when I haven't eaten, I'm like, people fast on water alone. You'll be fine. Um, okay. So, they're like, Mom, this was a gift. Tina says, Sarah looking like she's not even sure about fasting. What are you talking about? I'm not, what? You'd be all right. Laquita says, Sarah, where did you pull that other mic from? Uh, a member of the delegation gave me this microphone, and I bless it, and I love it, and uh, Mariah Williams sent this to me. Um, but if you do a water fast, I'm not sure about it, but what I will say is your skin will probably be popping. Talk to your doctor. Ah, glory. Thank you, Shanice. Bunch of disclaimers. <laughs> talk to your heavenly father and talk to your doctor about which fasts you can do for your body, okay? Because everybody can't do everything, okay? Talk to your heavenly father and talk to your doctor. I am not a nutritional expert, nor am I, um, you know... I don't know, the Heavenly Father. So <laughs> you do what you got to do. Shanice is going to have a disclaimer, okay? Rachel says, I'm going to do a 14-day water and juice fast. I've only ever done seven days. Come on, do it. Um, okay, so we have one more sponsor for this week's podcast, and it is a new sponsor. They are Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. My skin has been breaking out majorly. Uh, it's a stress breakout, I know for sure. And so um, I actually went and did filled out the form, which was really easy. First of all, you fill out this form about your skin, what you're experiencing, then you take pictures of your skin, you send it in, and an actual doctor responds. Prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off of work to see a doctor and sit in line at the pharmacy for your medications until apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. You simply fill out apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan just for you. So if you've been trying to treat adult acne, reduce dark spots, or improve skin texture, apostrophe may be where you need to start. It is important for you to take care of your skin. So much of our skin, first of all, it's like our largest organ and taking care of our skin is a direct reflection of oftentimes our self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves. And so to make sure that your skin is being taken care of is super important. I had to learn this the, the hard way. As I started taking care of my soul and my spirit, it became evident to me that I wanted to take care of my full body. And that's the first time I started really taking care of my skin, taking care of my skin. Their products feel great on your skin. They absorb nicely. They feel silky. They have the ingredients that you know will work or are already seeing results in um, after you get them. So you're going to love it. You can get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash evolve and use our code evolve this code is only available to our listeners to get started just go to apostrophe.com slash evolve and click begin visit then use the code evolve at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit that's a p o s 
E-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash evolve and use the code evolve. Amen. Amen for skincare. JD says, I am stressed out and spotty. Not a good look for a light skin. Yeah, I've got something. Everything is reversed here. <laughs> I've got something growing on my face. Two, two of them back to back. Everything's fine. It's definitely stress. And, you know, I think once the book is out that a lot of my stress is going to be eased because I'm going to be so happy um, that it's finally out. We still have a lot of work to do, but I'm glad about it. Okay, so, all right. Whew. Chad, I feel like I've been talking 50 miles an hour, and now we're coming down to the end, and I want to make sure that I am in a place of peace, okay? So, our word for the month for April is invaluable, Okay, invaluable is our word for the month. We were actually just having a meeting about this. And, you know, you know how I am. I got to hit you with the definition because it's so important that we have the same vision as we begin to really focus in on this word. Invaluable means beyond calculable or appraisable value of inestimable worth. It is priceless. Invaluable is our word for the month because I know that a lot of our value is often based in our minds about what we have experienced or even what we have not experienced. And a lot of times when we don't have experiences that validate our identity or experiences that we feel diminish who we are, we end up feeling like we are no longer worthy. So my goal for this month is to get you back to a place of worthy. If you get our to-go place, that is our weekly devotional. I want you all to sign up for them if you don't get them at womanevolve.com slash connect. We send a scripture, a thought, a prayer, and um, an affirmation for you to speak over yourself and over your life. But our scripture for this week is the one that I wrote. It's Proverbs 31.10, which is like the quintessential scripture for like women, you know, who can find a virtuous woman. And uh, we love that scripture so much because it makes it feel like a virtuous woman is very rare to find. That's literally what it goes on, that um, her price is far above rubies, right? So she is invaluable, this woman. And yet she's rare because who can find her? And I always thought that that's what it was saying, that these kinds of women are are rare. And I honestly had moments to my in myself where I thought that <laughs> they're not talking about girls like me. They're talking about girls who did everything the right way, girls who haven't gone through anything. But if you get our to-go plate, you know that my husband actually did a word study on this and it changed so much for me. That word virtuous literally means twirl or whirl. So who can find a woman who has been spun, who's been whirled around, who has been twirled for her price is far above rubies. That was so powerful to me when he said that because it made me realize that virtuous, that word virtuous is not someone who hasn't been spun around. It's not someone who hasn't been made dizzy by life. It's about a woman who has found her virtue, who has found so much wisdom, so much invaluable lessons and practices that it made her the woman who she is. When I think about you, when I think about myself, when I think about Woman Evolve in general, I see so many women who are literally invaluable. Man, <laughs> I just want you to know this. I don't know if you've heard it lately, but sis, you are invaluable. You are incredible. You are talented. You are wise. You are strong. And not that fake strong where we pretend like nothing is wrong, but you are strong enough to face your fears to confront your insecurities. You are brave. You are courageous. You are beautiful. 
You are powerful. You are invaluable. And I don't know what you have experienced in your life, but I promise you that when God looks at you, he sees someone who is so priceless. Man, when I think about Woman Evolve and where we are right now as a movement, I'm experiencing it for the first time, but the truth is I'm just living out what God knew. And God knew, even when I was struggling, God knew even when I um, felt worthless, even when I was depressed, even when I felt ashamed, God knew that this moment would come in my life. Um, You guys, when you laugh and then people make you emotional, but anyway, God knew that, that I would be standing in this moment. And so when he was counting up the price for what it would take for me to be here, he's like, she's still invaluable. She's still invaluable because I know what I placed down on the inside of her. And I just feel like every woman should be a part of knowing and understanding that this is her truth and this is our truth. And as we embark on this next stage of our movement, because it feels so much like our movement, like God is letting us be a part of Woman Evolve. I just want you to know that everything that you see God doing in my life is just a small fraction of what he wants to do in your life. Every victory that you see or every redemption or restoration or struggle that I get to play out in front of you all is um, a reflection of what God says he can do in your life. And my prayer is that I will continue to live a life of authenticity and transparency and honesty with you all so that you can see it's not about the, the good girls or the perfect girls. It's about the real girls who show up to break up with their fears and revolutionize their life. And there is a revolutionary life that awaits you. It is invaluable. And I am honored to be in your corner in any capacity you'll let me, whether it's in your earphones, on your TV, during the podcast, speaking and preaching or reading this book. And um, I'm really happy about where we are. And I'm really happy that um, God knew God knew. So I'm probably going to cry tomorrow, man, because what is happening? I know, but I feel I told y'all we can't cry, you know, but like it has not been easy. It has been very tough, not just releasing the book, but just like life has not been very easy. And to come to a place where I can look at my life and see how God has been moving, even when I didn't know he was moving, is great. So I love that I get to do this with y'all. And um, yeah, let's let's make it happen this week. A woman evolve. Okay. God, you are so good. And we just honor your presence, not just your presence outside of us, but your presence in us. And if your presence is in us, that means we are invaluable because God, who could place a price on who you are? So as we receive you, as we receive Jesus, as we receive redemption, as we receive our cards as Bruce Hill Society members, God, 
we recognize that we're not doing it on our own. We're doing it with someone who foreknew, who foresaw, who will continue to pour into us and lead us. And so, Father, I thank you for every woman connected to this vision and to this mission. May she experience your life, your life for her, (laughs) your life, the life that you had in mind when you formed her. And may she be awed and inspired by just how invaluable, just how priceless you were to her. I thank you, God, for an incredible resurrection weekend and that you are resurrecting us. You're helping us to leave our graves, to leave our tombs, and to come out anew. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all tomorrow.